It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate right around the UAE and available, of course, on Spotify, Apple and Amazon as our week starts to come to a little bit of a closeout. Yeah, Thursday morning, the 29th day of February, which means also that the month is closing out as well. The last day of Feb and March is here tomorrow. By my calculation, that makes it 31 days until April. (laughs) So you see what I mean? The year is really flying past. And in terms of the real estate market, where are we at? We know that there has been plenty of commentators suggesting that property values in Dubai might see an increase of up to 12% in the 2024 year, potentially making Dubai less affordable for some expats moving here. Despite a record high completion rate of uh, nearly 40,000 homes in last year's 2023, home prices surged by 20% on average. Rents, of course, they're anticipated to rise this year. 10 to 12% is the forecast. That's where the money is at compared to 19% last year and 27% in 2022. And this morning, because it has been a while since we turned the spotlight on the commercial property sector, we are going to do exactly that. We're going to talk about commercial with Naveen Bala from Axe Capital, a man who knows the numbers, knows the market and can inform us along the way. And a very good morning to you, Naveen. Welcome to the Dubai Property Podcast. Great to have you on. Good morning, Craig. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast. Now, I understand uh, that you used to be a bit of a techie. You ran your own IT company back in the day. You had more than a few people back in India working for you. Yes, that's right, Greg. I initially started as a techie and then I started my own business. The first business was in year 2000. Till 2018-19, we were growing and we were a team of about 200. We were all into uh, mobile development, website development, digital media marketing, social media marketing, all sorts of stuff related to IT. So how did you get into commercial then? Because being in the IT, I was always dealing with the decision makers, business owners, and I got to know a little more about their personality, what they're looking for, what their requirements might be, and in terms of thinking logically related to the business requirements, sometimes the license requirements, sometimes the uh, technical requirements of a particular nature of business. So that's what made me choose commercial over residential because residential is really easy. Every apartment has a kitchen, water supply, electricity, but for the businesses, the requirements might be different. They might need certain specific height. They might need, let's say, private elevators. They might need, uh, in terms of warehouses, they might need a particular weightage or the wattage to be allowed for the water supply. That's what made me choose commercial because I could really take care of those requirements for my clients. And of course, commercial, it's a lot more involved in commercial. I think most people have got no idea just in terms of the nuances, I guess, is the word to use here, as opposed to residential, residential sort of bread and butter, but commercial quite a different sort of animal. 
It's a totally different ballgame. Totally different. In terms of understanding the business requirements first, some types of businesses can only be done in retail premises, retail premises which are mostly available on lease. Even if the person wants to buy it, they might not be able to buy it because they are available only on lease. Also, sometimes the deal sizes are really little large. All right, so we'll talk about retail, office, and also warehouse. Out of those three asset classes, uh, what's performing the best for you, the way that you see it in 2024? I would say offices among these, because offices have a huge demand, a limited supply. And and these are available only on a lease in most cases. When the uh, business owns the whole building, they're leasing out the offices, but the customers, they're looking for buying it out, while those options might not be really available for buying it out. And as far as the offices are concerned, you know, around the world we've covered this, lots of empty offices as a result of people working from home. Not such a thing in Dubai. Yes, of course, people are working from home. They've got some dedicated days. But in general, I think that Dubai, when it comes to the office market, it tends to be operating at a different speed, doesn't it? Totally at a different level. uh, There's not many people who are working from home and the offices are totally full these days. And you might notice this in all the high rises, especially where you have to wait for the elevators. That tells you the demand. Yeah, Dubai's office rent surpassed pre-pandemic levels with a 15% year-on-year increase as of September of last year. Economic growth forecasts and business-friendly initiatives really do support the ongoing office market strength. So where's the growth if we just stay with office? Because people running their own businesses thinking, okay, what is office doing? Is that a fair sort of an assumption that it's going to be somewhere around that 15% growth uh, maybe for this year like last? Possibly, yes, or maybe even more, because recently I've seen the deals happening at such a level that uh, when somebody buys the office and they lease it out, they have been my investors, they're getting more than 13% ROI. Now, with 13% ROI, that means there is an increasing demand for the end users who are going to occupy those offices and pay the renters, which are as good as 13% of the building cost. So I see the prices rising further at a much better level. And what are the average leases? Are you able to give us a little bit of an insight into just in terms on average what that is? For the retail, the average is around five years. Sometimes they ask for 10 also. Mostly the average is around five years. And for offices, the average lease terms are around three years. And how negotiable is that? Like, is it a sort of an owner-dominated space or is somebody looking to take the lease? Do they have some wiggle room? In terms of lease durations? Just in terms of negotiating the lease, because there's so many things when it comes to a fit out, what the owner can actually put in, you know, how much of that negotiation factor is actually there or is it a hard market where somebody coming into the office space doesn't have so much negotiation available? There's not much negotiation available in terms of the pricing, but for the lease duration, it is negotiable between the owner and the end user. So the duration can be flexible. It can be as low as one year, but the tenants they don't usually want to sign only one year contract because once their business gets popular, they have everything set up around that business location. They don't want to move out. So the lease terms are usually extended further and further. 
Okay, so let's have a look at retail because the malls remain the dominant retail format in Dubai despite global online shopping trends. I mean, you know, the the malls are always pretty busy. Tourists have a preference for retail and leisure destinations, certainly in Dubai. And Dubai, is this correct? Dubai's retail sector anticipates around that 6% sales growth from 2020 to 2027. It's a little bit outside of this year, but how's that looking? That's definitely looking promises. And uh, the challenge with retail spaces, the only challenge in terms of finding the right spaces is that the customer profile, the project profile, the, the business that they want to set up there, we need to present them and go for an approval from the mall authorities before they give us any opportunities on what kind of spaces we can have there. And in terms of due diligence and what is required in terms of the deal, I mean, how much of that factors into your negotiating with somebody, you know, wanting to take a a shop lease, for example, and what they've got to present to you to satisfy the owner that they are legitimately financially sound to be able to take on a lease in a mall, for instance? Most of the documents which would be required in these cases would be the company profile. We always go over the company profile, whether the client already has similar kind of businesses operating somewhere else. Then we also request for proof of funds. And that is one of the reasons why we ask for the business concept before giving them any options for retail spaces inside a mall. So once we have the proof of funds, the company profile strong and the concept also looks promising, then there are options available, many retail options available for the right candidates. And what about warehouse, just before we wrap things up, how's the the warehouse market looking? It is also growing up because uh, a lot of people who are moving in here, they need the storage facilities, they need the servicing facilities, and a little bit of manufacturing also, which happens in Dubai. Most of the manufacturing, as you know, is outside of Dubai. It's in UAE, but a little on the outskirts of Dubai. But then warehouses, uh, demand is also growing. There's always requirement, fresh requirements for new warehouses, mostly focused around DIP uh, for the freehold area and Umrumul Russell Core for the mainland areas. All right, so we'll wrap it up there and uh, great to have you on the show this morning just to give us a little bit of a breakdown on retail office and warehouse in the commercial space. And thank you so much for coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast this morning. You're always welcome, Nim. Craig, happy to be here. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every week on the Dubai Property Podcast. Every two weeks in this particular company, they get between 40 and 60 new agents, which is a lot. And that's just one company. So you times that by the 4,000 companies that are in Dubai. And I have to say the industry is really saturated with agents. The one really interesting statistic that we got told on the first day is that the turnover rate is about 22 to 25%. You sent me a video and honestly, this looked like the the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange in 1987. (laughs) It was crazy. I mean, there's so many shenanigans going on. Some people fainting because it was very warm (laughs) in there. I mean, there were thousands of people. To the other videos where you actually see people sort of jumping over cordons, running, trying to get to the front of the line, literally put their, their token in so they have an ability to, to buy. 
The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.